everybody. How we all doing? I'm Michael. I'm here with Alex as always. How you doing? And we're here with a new episode of Falling Through Potholes, a podcast about video game storylines and how they have a tendency to go off the rails. We have a really, really silly episode today, but before we get to that, we actually have a special guest. Matt, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, yeah, my name is Matt. Hello, welcome to me on the podcast. Yeah. We did it. Glad to, Good job. Glad to have you here, and I'm, I'm glad that I have you for this particular episode. Uh, Matt is a is a streamer, goes by the handle of Cartridge Blowers on Twitch. You should definitely check him out. Uh, yeah, car- you can find me on Twitch, Cartridge Blowers. Um, I have a po- an audio podcast as well called Stuff Weekly. Uh, you can find on all of your podcatchers, Spotify, etc., etc., um and twitter and other than that i'm 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 here to talk about video game i think right yeah we're here to talk about a video game in fact we're about to talk about almost all the video games oh. yeah hmm. yeah no this is going to be a bit of a <laughs> you said this was a shorter episode <laughs> yeah i did and somehow we're going to compact all that at, into like basically an hour and a half it's i've gotten really good about you know condensing things every every franchise is going to get one sentence Okay. I want to, before we get started with this, I, I do want to ask both y'all a question, starting with uh, Matt first. Matt, are you a fan of wrestling? And if so, who's your favorite wrestler? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, I enjoy I enjoy professional wrestling. I was more of a fan in my youth. Hmm. I just kind of keep up with it today. I would say my favorite wrestler of all time was probably Chris Jericho. Solid wrestler. You know, Y2J yeah. is... I absolutely popped off when he showed up in WWE. It was great. For sure. Yeah, that was that was that was great, man. I remember that like very vividly yeah. actually. Oh, that was so good. He's got He's got some weird politics these days, but he was he was a really good wrestler, for sure. Yeah, weird politics and a really bad Canadian rock band, but yeah, for sure. <laughs> it seems pretty standard with retired wrestlers, honestly. I, yeah, oh, most yeah, of, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. You're, you're not wrong about that. Jake the Snake's Canadian rock band is really terrible. Wait, Jake the Snake has a Canadian rock band? (laughs) Everyone does. They all do. Honestly, I'd be disappointed if it wasn't terrible. It seems like that's the appropriate outcome. Yeah, you're you're not wrong about that. Alex, what if... Undertaker just retired and he just put out like an ad for bad bassists so he can form a Canadian (laughs) rock band. (laughs) Oh, fantastic. I would be a part of Undertaker's weird (laughs) graveyard-themed... Rock band, Alex. What about you? Are you a fan of wrestling? And if so, do you have a favorite wrestler? Uh, so I've never really been into wrestling. Um, hmm. I've I've caught like stuff from the sidelines, but never really enough to really be into it. Um, so yeah, I'll just say my favorite wrestler is The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, just because I'm a fan of his stuff outside of wrestling. Yeah, I think that's fair. You know. You know, Dwayne Johnson, he's a superstar for a reason. Real great. Yep. I The Scorpion King himself. He's the Scorpion King himself. People at home sure can't see. Yeah, people at home can't see, but I have an OBS screen open with a very blurry picture of the Scorpion King staring both Alex and Matt in the face, <laughs> judging us for what we're about to talk about. Uh, I, I was a pretty big fan of wrestling in my youth as well. Yeah, nowadays I also just tangentially keep up with it, but my favorite wrestler was very unfortunate. It was uh, It was Hulk Hogan. Which, uh... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that hasn't aged well. No, it turns out all the sports stars I really liked in my youth turned out to be just the worst people. 
Mm. Like my favorite football player was Michael Irvin, which he, he's probably like on the better end of everything because he just got really into cocaine, was just mean to people, which that's okay, fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, I understand that. Yeah. Yeah, we've all been yeah, there. We've, we've all been there. We've all had our own coke habits at one point or another. But yeah, it's like, so it's like, you know, being a fan of Hulk Hogan and all that, I was like, oh man, Hulk Hogan, he's so great. And it's like, yeah. oh no, he's horrifically racist. <laughs> I can never I, enjoy, I can never enjoy Thunder in Paradise anymore. Curses. <laughs> I don't remember why, but I was actually talking to someone not that long ago about Hulk Hogan, and I'd forgotten about all the controversy stuff. And like, they mentioned it, and I was like, oh yeah, what was that? Like, I feel like, I feel like that wasn't that bad. And so I looked up the Wikipedia article, and I'm like, yeah, that's not that, oh. Well, oh, oh, oh no, oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Koken has committed many crimes, let me assure you, and not just the crimes of, you know, burying young talent, brother. Uh, I mean, what? I what? What kind of crimes has he committed? Rampant steroid abuse? That's not illegal. I mean, true. You know? It's more crimes that aren't on the books, like you know, helping to destroy media outlets. But yeah, yeah. although granted, Gawker was kind of asking for it with that one. Yeah, me- media outlet is a generous term with regard to Gawker. <laughs> still, uh, but yeah, as you can probably tell from this uh, this cold opening. Uh, we're going to be talking about a wrestling game today, but I, before I get to what that game is, I kind of want to start off by talking about how you even got to this topic in the first place. Uh, it's going to seem a little tangential, but I assure you, it's going somewhere. So when I was down in California helping to take care of my grandpa, I was uh, looking into wrestling storylines and whatnot, you know, like video games, because I heard that there were some really interesting ones, particularly of Fire Pro Wrestling. Oh my god. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh-huh. there was one particular game, um I forget which one. I think it was Fire Pro Wrestling Special. Uh, that was actually written mm-hmm. in the 90s by Suda51. So Oh my. Right? And it's a completely wild story. However, it deals with some incredibly heavy topics including suicide. And given the things I was kind of going through at the time, I was like, you know, this is maybe a little bit too heavy of a topic to uh, to kind of do right now and give it to like the proper justice it would deserve because it's a very serious story from what i understand so it's like yeah. okay let's go ahead and shelve that for now let's look into something else and so i got bored and just started looking up random wrestling games as one does matt as the as the bigger wrestling fan between you and alex uh between let's say the beginning of video games and 1996 do you think there was a single good licensed wrestling game oh no Oh, no. 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 I mean, um, like, Royal Rumble and Raw on the Super Nintendo are not terrible. Like, they're playable. They're not fun. No, they're not. (laughs) They're they're playable, but they're not fun. Um, I'm trying to think of a good licensed video game. There's one I can think of. Okay. Um, And that would be the WWF WrestleMania game that Midway made. Oh, for sure. For sure. The endings in that game, especially, are ridiculous. Like, I think Bam Bam Bigelow sets an arena on fire with his skull tattoos and kills everyone. It's yeah. Great. And even then, though, like, that's not a wrestling game. That's just a, that's just a fighting game that you have to yeah, pin your opponents. Yeah, it's Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mortal Kombat, but for some reason, Bret Hart's in it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, go ahead. I, I will say briefly on the topic of wrestling, um, you know, I know that COVID was 
pretty rough on a lot of businesses, but I think it was kind of a godsend for wrestling, and they should oh, continue for sure. to never have live audiences again, because mm-hmm. the ability to cut and edit visual effects into wrestling is probably what it's been missing all along. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. No, there's been some really magical stuff in the past year or so. Uh, there was like a Bray Wyatt John Cena match with time travel. In oh it. yeah, I heard it about that. Like, yeah, good. It was like it was like a David Lynch short film. <laughs> it was awesome. And uh, but they're going back to real people like next week. Uh, I guess boo boo. I say yeah. yeah no. Agreed. The cinematic integrity of the WWE is lost. <laughs> uh, but hey. They- Botchamania now is going to have, you know, new content. So maybe, maybe it'll be oh, a for sure. win yeah. for everybody. We we don't know maybe. yet. We don't know yet. <laughs> One, can, One hope. can hope. So yeah, though, uh, up until about 1997, I don't think there was a single good licensed wrestling game that existed. But in 1997, Asmic Ace, a Japanese company, developed WCW vs. NWO World Tour for the Nintendo 64, published by THQ. Uh, this was a port of Virtual Pro Wrestling, and it was a phenomenal game. Like the reviews for it weren't particularly great, but uh, I know a lot of casual players really, really loved it because it was a good four-player party game for the Nintendo 64. Mm. So the game is phenomenal and didn't review well, but the fact that it existed, it you know, it showed that you know fun wrestling games can exist, and it made THQ quite a bit of yeah. money. Now they weren't the only wrestling game that was released in 1997. Acclaim which you know this is a good story when we're talking about THQ and Acclaim. Oh, yes. Oh, shit. Okay. They released WWF Warzone. Yeah, they did. So On purpose. Yeah, I hate Warzone. I hate that game so much. That's so bad. And I'm glad somebody agrees with me on this because I looked up the Wikipedia page for this to see what the reviews were, and it actually reviewed... Better than than WCW first NWO, which I was like, what which were you people wild. doing? That's that's so wild. Like WCW first NWO World Tour was the second game I got for my N sixty four as a kid. Oh, nice! And once I was done with Mario sixty four, I played the hell out of WCW versus NWO for like a year straight. Yeah, and and like meanwhile, was was it Warzone was the first? Yeah, one? Warzone was the first one. Oh my goodness! Once that came, like I was like I got to play this one too. It's got the WWE people, and I mean, being from Atlanta, we were we were yeah, WCW that, that, that boys is WCW down here. town down there, yeah. <laughs> but I still wanted to try the distinguished competition, and oh my god, it sucked! It's so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's it's terrible. Um, Alex, I don't know if you've played it, but basically the game is uh, like with the WCW versus NWO, you basically hit a button to like grapple them, and then you could press another button to do a move. It's very simple. Okay. Yep, makes sense. With uh, WWF uh, uh, Warzone, you have to input button commands. And the list is very long as far as what commands you can do. Yeah. Oh, no. So basically, you don't know what you're doing half the time you're playing that game. Mm -hmm. It's like a 3D plane Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like someone looked at Mortal Kombat, said, so this is what the kids like. We got it. Yeah, we, we couldn't okay. steal Mortal Kombat for a midway like we did NBA Jam, so how about we just make our own, oh, but it's a God. wrestling game. Yeah, basically. Now, Warzone did have one thing, though, that kind of put it above its competition. It had to create a wrestler mode. Now, Yes, it did. Now, by the standards of today, the creative wrestle mode in that game is kind of bad, 
but at the time it was it was mind-blowing the idea that you could make your own wrestler give them their own costumes edit their moves their taunts and all that was pretty novel and for wrestling it's very very important that you have a robust uh, editor for that like it's not like say football where if you create a player in there they're all going to look the same right it it doesn't really matter sure but for like wrestling games it's very important that you have a very robust creative character and that game and its subsequent sequel, which I believe was WWF Raw, uh, also had an even ex- even more expanded one. And so Aspicase saw that, and when they started making their own WWE games starting in 1999, uh, WWF WrestleMania 2000 and WWE No Mercy are going to have incredibly expansive character creators. Mm-hmm. I I don't know about you, Matt, but like when I played WWE No Mercy, I spent probably more time creating wrestlers in that game than actually playing that game. Oh, for sure. There's like, I was I was a lonely little nerd, and so I'm like, there's two or three pages of blank spaces for you to put creative characters <laughs> in, and so I would create like all of these made up wrestlers in my head, and then like put them in the game, and it'd be like, okay, you know, these are these are my new characters that are coming in, and then I would. <laughs> You like map out little tournaments and yeah. stuff, and then I would then I would delete them and put in like WCW guys and or like try and keep the roster updated. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just it it's like obviously you look at character creators today in like a, say a what the WWE 2K games which are terrible, mm-hmm. but um like their character creators are great. Yeah. Um, that N64 one can't compare, but like the limited nature of it was actually kind of it worked in its favor in many ways. Inspiring, yeah. 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 Yeah, like, you know, I've got only, I've got camo pants, but I can do like 16 colors on these camo pants, mm-hmm. so maybe I've got some blue soldiers versus some green soldiers. We're going to make them. Here we go. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot that can be done with it. Yeah, and what was even crazier about that is that, that by that point, it was the fifth game that they had made with the same engine and same assets, because there was a PlayStation game that they made, WCW versus the World, and mm-hmm. they just kept everything in those games just move them forward essentially so by the time you got to wwe no mercy like they had faces from wrestlers that either were no longer wrestling or not under contract but they were still in the game in a very early 2000s (laughs) to see only way we can get away with having hulk hogan's license uh image in this and so yeah you could create hulk hogan very easily or you could create other wrestlers or and you just had a ton of parts and so it was absolutely nuts so that became the standard bearer, and from that point on, any wrestling game past that either had to basically do that or top it. So, Ukes kind of took over for Asmogaze after this. They, they mm. stopped really making... Well, they, they still made wrestling-like games, but they didn't really make any licensed wrestling games past this. And Ukes first started out the SmackDown series, and, you know, they kept that ball rolling. Like, there was even, like, a kind of limited creative move that was in their one of the SmackDown games... Uh, this eventually yeah. branched out to like create an arena, create a match uh, as it evolved into the SmackDown versus Raw games and then later to WWE games. And eventually it became to the point where you can now like draw on the clothes or draw on the actual creative wrestlers. So you can essentially make your own clothes and own designs. And it got to the point where you could make surprisingly elaborate wrestlers. Now, this became even crazier when in 2010, uh, WWE SmackDown vs. Raw came out. Players were allowed to start creating their own storylines, and they are also <laughs> allowed to download and upload uh, assets, creator wrestlers, match types, whatever, to THQ servers. 
uh, this actually created a fun game where every new release you would go on there on launch day and see how long it took you to find one of three things that were banned items on there uh, which is <laughs> either stuff by the insane clown posse so you know you try to find that hatchet mm -hmm. man uh, sure. to a creative wrestler that's Chris Benoit because everybody was always yeah. trying to do that and the third straight up pornography Yep. Uh, my record yep. was two pages in and I would usually find either insane clown posse or a pair of breast one or the other fair yeah so that makes sense that was a fun little side game because actually playing those games was terrible oh yeah for sure I, there were there were a couple of them I can't remember what years that weren't so bad but yeah. I, maybe, maybe I just got in too deep because I definitely created my own share of stories I did the story creator a couple of times yeah the story creator is probably the showstopper here so yeah Alex mm -hmm. while these games were not fun to play the ability to create your own cutscenes became more and more robust and mm. they set up a bunch of different scenarios where you had like free camera control who you want to place in the scene um right. they had usb uh, keyboard support so you can type out dialogue and whatnot and you could create wow. your own branching storylines this included creating your own three-hour show where depending on how a match ended it would have different endings like if the undertaker won this ending would happen if somebody else won like say the rock somebody would run in and attack the undertaker or something i don't know mm -hmm. the point is you could do like different branching paths you could upload them and then other people could download them now okay yeah and it, it was really crazy and for People who were fans of these games, or particularly fans of Giant Bomb, they actually may be familiar with some of these. Uh, I remember in one <laughs> quick look that they did, they had they showed off some wonderful storylines, such as Time Rock, where the rock goes back in time to retrieve a time-traveling briefcase, <laughs> or Ghost Problems, which is exactly what it sounds like. Good. Good. Yeah. However... No, I'm, I'm all about this feature. Yeah. This sounds amazing. It is amazing. It, and it's the so it, it, it it's was. so janky too. Like it nothing about it of looks course. right. But it's so <laughs> but it adds to the charm. Yes. And you can make anybody get run over by a car in it. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> Multiple times. Yes. I I did I I like I said I created a couple of stories myself. I did uh, they were mostly just like weird like comedies that made no sense. Yes. Uh, and I remember one that had, it was Dolph Ziggler was a detective who was trying to find out who had murdered Michael Cole. <laughs> and he was, he was going around in the back and like everyone he interviewed got hit by a limousine <laughs> in like a subsequent cutscene. And so it was, but it was just like cutscene and then it would go to, someone gets hit by a limo, go to loading screen because this is a, what, PS2? Uh, or PS3, no, was, Xbox I, 360 game, yeah. It was three, 360 is what I had it on. And so it would go. But I mean, the load times were horrendous. Oh, yeah, it has abysmal right. load so times. Yeah. You're, you're getting this this cutscene of, oh, no, look, the great Kelly got hit by a limo next uh, loading screen for two minutes. And then, oh, no, John Bradshaw Layfield got hit by a limo and then loading <laughs> screen. <laughs> and it just keeps happening. Um, it's stupid, and I loved it. Yeah, it's it was the absolute worst, and it's the best because of it. Right. So, yeah. I'm going to just assume that Vince was universally the most run over by a car. I'm oh, sure. undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. <laughs> One would hope. One would really hope. So this was a really cool feature. However, there was a bit of a problem. While it was cool that you could make your own branching storylines, who was going to notice it? Like, mm -hmm. wrestling really relies on live crowd reactions to help accentuate the action and enhance the otherwise, at times, paper-thin stories they tend to have. And so 
it's not a whole lot of fun to just like kind of throw something out there and not see people react to it. It's kind of like why it's cool to like watch people play your Mario Maker 2 levels or, right. or you know, just streaming in general, right? Yep, sure. So in 2012, with the rise of said streaming services such as Twitch, this seemed to be the answer to this problem. Now, it's all started with a streamer by the name of Anthrax who streamed computer versus computer wrestling matches with some success, but mm -hmm. ended up stopping after a few months for reasons unknown. However, they did prove that this was a format that could work. You know, he was getting pretty decent viewership numbers from this. So another British wrestling fan by the name of Baza87 decided to download a bunch of video game related creative wrestlers into WWE 13, started streaming a bunch of matches on Twitch, and in doing so created the topic of today's episode, video game Fuck championship yes. wrestling, <laughs> or the VGCW for short. Good. Good. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> Alex, have you ever heard of VGCW? I don't think I have. I'm. I was trying to think because there is one of these fantasy virtual wrestling storyline things that I saw on Twitch once. Hmm. Um, but I think VGCW. I'm not super familiar with. It sounds vaguely familiar. It. It had a lot of, I guess, cultural cachet as far as like video game circles around, yeah, 2012 right. through, I say, like 2015. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it definitely inspired a lot of people to do their own sort of like, yeah, creative wrestlers wrestling online while the mm -hmm. a janky game engine did its thing. VGCW was actually very instrumental in me becoming a streamer because it got me into Twitch. If VGCW doesn't exist, this podcast probably doesn't exist. <laughs> Which, granted, is a very Kevin Bacon six degrees away, you know, butterfly gets stomped by a dinosaur and thus changes everything in the future sort of thing, but still. But still. Sure. It's still true. Yeah. It... Matt, what's your experience with the VGCW? I watched it. I was pretty into mm. it. I really, really enjoyed the VCW. I didn't, I didn't get to catch it as much as I would like. Yeah, same. Um... But just a lot of the the dumb storylines, uh, and then like when I, I, I guess I I discovered it fairly late though, probably like around I think there were like seasons I want to say, yeah. and I was like third season or something is when I finally like discovered it, and I remember just like deep diving and just you know watching clips and stuff on YouTube, and then be like okay well I gotta watch this live because it's ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> um, to the point where when it eventually like it's. You know, kind of, I think it's kind of still around, but in a weird, it, like, it not is. the same form. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I did a stream myself uh, last summer. And we're going to do another one pretty pretty soon, hopefully, um, called, uh, we did it called AIM, hmm. AI Melee, where we, were, we just did AI fighting game tournaments and did commentary over them for, like, 18 hours. <laughs> and one of them was a series of, like, VGCW inspired like Royal Rumbles oh, nice. in like 22K19 or something with just the worst creative wrestlers I could find. <laughs> <laughs> and like without VGCW, like I, I feel like I would have lost a lot of the love I had for those terrible WWE games because VGCW made them something, something, something good out of something terrible. Right. Yeah, it totally did. And it, honestly, the fact that it was so janky was what made yes. it beautiful. And I have a I have a series of gifts I want to show that may uh, accentuate that. 
So, like, for instance, here is like a match between <laughs> Red for Pokemon against uh, Dracula. And as you can see, <laughs> that man missed hmm. that moonsault really badly. Sure like, did. Oh, boy. Drac's going to... Dra- oh, oh, no. Oh, oh Drac's He's got the kendo stick. stick. Yeah, for those of you at home, oh. listen to this audio podcast. Uh, a 10-year-old boy is now being beaten by a vampire with a kendo stick. The Singapore cane, my God, the, the Transylvania cane, we're going to call yeah. it. Oh, my God. <laughs> or this one, which is my particular favorite, which involved, uh, yeah, once again, Red from, Pokemon, Red from Pokemon is involved in a lot of really good moments. And, yeah. I get that. Just, Guile just ends up wrecking another child for some reason. Yep. And then yeah. saluting. Yep. And, yeah, and, of course, sometimes there's just straight-up glitches, such as this one where Jesse from oh, Pokemon no. just oh, no. phases through the just ring. Leave. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Just leaves. And she's she's just gone. And like that. It lo- Team Rocket's blasting off again. You know how it goes. Straight yeah, into true. the ground. <laughs> Straight to hell where Team Rocket belongs. How dare you? <laughs> exactly. They're criminals. No, they, they, Put they're, them in they're, they're gonna go to heaven. They they're too. The pure. only thing they've stolen is my heart, and literally that's it. Because <laughs> they're they're no, too you're incompetent. You're in trouble. <laughs> really bad. You're gonna die. <laughs> they have your heart. That's awful. Well, you know, that's yeah, what it is. Yeah, that's what they made Robo Hearts for. Ah. So yeah, like. VGCW may be one of the wildest fan projects ever created. Because, like, the basic idea is very simple. It's just unscripted AI versus AI matches involving video game and Mm. anime characters where, depending on how the notoriously buggy WWE 13 engine wants to behave that day, occasionally, and only occasionally, results in a washable match. Right. Like, God help you if it's a tag team match. (laughs) Those things take, like, an hour long. It's It's both the worst, but it's still, like, special. Yeah. Now, there are three things that made the VGCW special. The first was, once again, it's broken. WWE 13's character creator allowed you to assign a variety of traits, stats, and moves to your wrestlers. However, these didn't always add up to a good wrestler. For example, uh, Vegeta from Dragon Ball was a wrestler with good stats and strong but easily counterable moves. Red from Pokemon didn't possess the same uh, strengths. Red was supposed to be kind of bad. But he had traits that allowed him to escape when in danger and had a higher than average counter rate. What this meant is that Red was shockingly good and like got like really ridiculous comebacks and became a fan favorite because of that. While Vegeta... Both of those are incredibly accurate. It kind of fits with him, right? <laughs> and Vegeta was absolutely terrible to the point of being a meme. Yeah, again, accurate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's kind of funny how that worked, right? There was also other things, like if your wrestler was like super heavy wrestler, the AI just didn't know how to handle it. So Nappa from Dragon Ball Z turned out to be one of the best wrestlers in the game because of that. Okay, proof proof that no one knows how to deal with grappler characters. Yep. Indeed, yeah. Not even computers. Nope. No, they do not. <laughs> the second is that unlike wrestling, none of this had stripped, uh, scripted outcomes. Well, usually anyways. Uh, WWE 13, once again, allowed you to script a different outcome depending on who wins. And Baza was more than happy to go along with whatever the AI decided to do. So if somebody won the championship, well, he's going to write about that. The third thing is that by broadcasting on Twitch, you got the fan interaction that wrestling thrives off of. Like the Twitch chat got wild at times. Right. Like spread memes and just really added to the ambiance of it. When you combine all the above, it gives you a product that ends up being far more watchable than it honestly deserves. <laughs> and it also helps that the roster was just sort of nuts. And depending on who was winning, you'd have some surprising names in the spotlight. 
Like, this is a roster that not only included mainstays like Mario and Luigi, who were terrible wrestlers, but also had Adam Jensen from Deus Ex, uh, whose theme song was Safety Dance, which also... Means you can't you can't find any video on YouTube with Adam Jensen in it because they're all scrubs. Right. They're all blocked in this country. Right. Um, the angry video game nerd was in it for some reason. Arino from Game Center CX. Uh, there was let's call it an attempt at Airman from Mega Man Two, Phoenix Wright, <laughs> among others. The sheer ridiculousness of the roster, combined with fan interaction and one incredibly unfortunate break in AI programming, would lead to a shockingly compelling story. Now, to clarify before we start talking about uh, the plot of VGCW, we're not going to go over every single season that's in its history. Uh, this is mostly because after a certain point, Baza stops doing it and somebody else takes over. And it kind of becomes a different yeah. thing. And because I don't want this to be five hours. I do want to give people the gist of what VGCW is about. So we're going to talk about the first two seasons of VGCW. So the early days of VGCW are shrouded in mystery, mostly because of two things. Uh, the first is that many streams weren't archived and thus are lost to time. The second is that the VGCW never was supposed to have much of a coherent story, besides uh, uh, anything more than man fights for title, gets title, now other man fights for title. Right. Like Even like early cutscenes didn't have any like text written in there. Right. So this early era is really just defined by Baza selecting the characters, usually on stream, very cheap interstitials, and the glitchiest fights known to man. It's kind of, it's kind of really reflective of most wrestling groups in general, actually. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess it kind of is, isn't it? Like, just something yeah. kind of random happens and they go, okay, no, we should run with this. Like, oh man, yeah. Daniel Bryan, people are really loving Daniel Bryan, I guess maybe we should push him, or, yeah. Yeah, but he's small. I don't know. Maybe I should push this other guy who's really big. His name is Zangief. <laughs> he needs to be the champion instead of Daniel Bryan. Yeah, you know, I just, I don't, I just don't think he has the heart for it. There's, there's uh, nothing. Right. There's we'll nothing see. compelling about him. Not at all. Those fans are not cheering for him. They're cheering for this other guy. Yeah, exactly. So this all changed though on November twenty seventh, twenty twelve, during a three and a half hour stream that should have otherwise been uneventful. Alex, as a person who doesn't know a whole lot about wrestling, are you familiar with a type of match mm -hmm. called a Money in the Bank match? Not really. So, a Money in the Bank match is a type of match where a number of wrestlers attempt to set up and climb a ladder in order to grab a briefcase suspended in midair. Okay, I've seen yeah, that. Yeah, and whoever gets the briefcase has a shot at the title at whatever time they're choosing. Like, it makes for some really exciting things in real life. Right. In wrestling video games, it's a ladder match, which means they usually take forever and just absolutely suck. Yeah. So, yeah, these matches tend to take four fucking ever, especially when they involve <laughs> six competitors like the one I'm talking about. Oh, Lord, no. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like just playing them against computer is a nightmare. Mm -hmm. It's a nightmare. Yeah, absolutely. In this match between Nappa, Zankief, Albert Wesker, Little Mac, Captain Falcon, and may his soul rest in peace, and JonTron, something unexpected happened that would change the nature of this show forever. And so I'm going to show you a clip. And now, this is going to be a bit long, and but I, I feel like it's very important sure. that we see the entire match in its entirety because you need to understand what exactly Got is it. going on with this. So let me... Okay. I'm, so, I'm settled yeah, in. I'm settled yeah, in. Get, yep. get, get comfy. All right. And here we go. Okay. All right. 
Okay. Oh yeah, they also do like really Zandy's... good music over the top of everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Zangief's got Nappa, give him a big oh, suplex. Yeah, yep. oh. yeah Zangief's going for that ladder. He's. <laughs> oh, Zangief. Oh, but now he's going for Falcon instead. Yep. All right. Yeah. Nappa. We got is Wesker just and Jontron in the corner. Throwing Mac around. Mm-hmm. Now he. Okay. Yep. Setting it up and. Well, that's the goal, right? You climb the ladder to get the briefcase. So Zangief's yeah. climbing up. Okay, Zangief's getting the briefcase. Zangief's getting Na- the briefcase. Nappa is stuck on the geometry. <laughs> no one, no one's stopping. <laughs> no Zangief. one's stopping Zangief. No one is stopping oh, Zangief. Okay, Jontron's Jontron. Oh, he's it. he's out. Yeah. It. yeah, it's oh. over. Oh, but the the, the dream is dead. The dream is oh, dead. Wait. The dream is alive. Dream Zangief returns. is grabbing the dream. And... Wesker's gonna. Oh, oh. and uh, yeah, Zangief <laughs> won. <laughs> Zangief. Oh, well. All right. Okay. <laughs> Okay, all right, yeah. well, yeah, for, for, for Mother Russia, yeah? Yeah. That's good. And then... <laughs> Welp. This happens, yeah. you know. So was that, was that the street? Uh, that was the match, yeah. Uh, okay. And uh, so, I, needless to say, uh, that wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah, no, I kind of yeah. figured. Um, yeah. I uh I've I, I went to a Money in the Bank pay per view in like twenty thirteen oh, maybe, mm. and like seeing those matches is really cool. You know, there's lots of lots of ridiculous stunts, cool setups. You know, you got six dudes. If it had been over in fifteen seconds, I would have been really angry. Yo, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it would have been just the absolute worst. Yeah, n- nobody rarely people like what's called our squash matches where the match ends like fifteen seconds. Right. right. And yeah, something like that. Yeah, it would just been anger inducing. And Baza kind of figured that was going to be the case because he decided to rerun that match later in the evening. Mm. Only this time, Little Mac was the winner. Now, the Twitch audience went ballistic, saying that Baza screwed Geef and generally being unhappy (laughs) in both a mocking and serious fashion. Now, it didn't help that the next episode, Little Mac would go on to win a 40-man Royal Rumble match where he was the last entrant and he beat... Uh, Snake, who's the last person in there, who entered like midway through, eliminated like something like 17 wrestlers and ended mm-hmm. up winning the match, though. He just came in last minute and just threw out Solid Snake. So for the audience, this made Little Mac a company man, somebody not to be trusted, and mm-hmm. Zankief instantly became a fan favorite. So Bowser became Vince McMahon. Yes, actually. Very literally. <laughs> quite quite literally. Oh, yeah, because he... Oh, he, man. he clearly recognizes as an opportunity in the very next show a new character debuted baz mcmahon which is literally just the vince mcmahon wrestler <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just named bass it's just the same model on everything 100 coming out to the same like interest music it's fantastic so he came out and he actually cut i think what might have been the first cutscene that has actual dialogue in it there might have been a few before then but he came out and said that he didn't screw over Zangief, but Geef screwed Geef. And it was and it was his tactics during mm. the match, i.e. winning, that caused this to happen. <laughs> so Zangief was furious about this and only became more furious the following night when he was assaulted backstage by Little Mac. Zangief protested this as well, with Bastic Man agreed that you know Little Mac went too far, and he scheduled a match between Zangief and, Ma- and Little Mac but with Baz as a special referee. In a short match, <laughs> Mac pinned Zangief, and Baz McMahon did a fast count, leading to Zangief's defeat, and with that, the Soviet screwjob was on. 
<laughs> and so, oh, man. yeah, with that, now VGCW has a storyline. And admittedly, it's like the Good. most wrestling storyline possible, and it's only going to get crazier from Good. there. But, like, people ate this up. Everybody was loving this. For sure. Yeah, this is perfect. Right? This is, like, flawless execution. And and it's oddly, it's oddly like, the, the two video game characters you have here are an actual wrestler and, like, a boxer. So, <laughs> yeah. like, we're not even too far outside the realm of, like, reality, honestly. Yeah, right? It, <laughs> it's it's also, kind of I really like that, like, the little Japanese-American dude, I guess, unclear, kind yeah. of, um, is, like, the bad guy and the stooge. <laughs> And the big Russian dude is the underdog hero. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, and it's, it's only going to get even crazier, though, with that. Because Zangief's going to team up with somebody that you would not expect. <laughs> Good. Because what follows was a constant back and forth as Zangief would do his best to interfere in Little Mac's matches, such as when Little Mac cashed in his money in the bank and fought Adam Jensen. And, you know, Little Mac would ambush Zangief anytime and anywhere. <laughs> However, what happened next was very unexpected a hero and a villain would soon team up against the common foe. So Ganondorf was a powerful wrestler and Dark Lord who just <laughs> lost a championship belt to Bowser's devastating glitch bomb, which was a type of power bomb that just automatically did 100% damage. Because <laughs> these games are well-coded. Yeah. yeah. This ended his 1,000 Years of Darkness championship reign. Like, it was a very long championship reign he had. Wow. It was right after this that he was, despite being weakened, put into an extreme rules match with Little Mac where he could just use weapons and whatnot. Mac defeated the weakened Dark Lord and was about to ruin his day with a steel chair post-match when Zakeef ran in and saved him. Now, Baz was furious about this and scheduled a tag team between him and Little Mac against Zangief and Ganondorf, with Zangief and Ganondorf just easily winning. This led to creation of maybe the most successful and popular tag team of all of VGCW, Gerudo Skies. Oh, that's so it's good. It's so good, isn't it? That's so good. <laughs> oh, and yeah, they were instant fan favors, and they were like a, they were a wrestling team for a long time, for like five seasons. Like it, it was crazy. Like, and yeah, it, once again, going back to like now, like all of a sudden, Ganondorf is like a fan favorite, even though he's right. He, yeah, he he takes on an Undertaker role in many ways. I'm trying to remember. Did, like, did he? Uh, did Boz like? I remember him making some combined theme music for different mm. teams. Was there like a Zangief, Ganondorf, Gerudo Skies theme song? Oh, I can't either. I'm not sure, but because that sounds that sounds like a banger. It probably would have been. Does. I, I might have to look for that later. The music, yeah. see if that the music in VGCW is so underrated because most of it is like licensed stuff, but like it's so perfectly uh -huh. timed. Right. Oh, it's yeah. so good. And, like, even, like, uh, the opening music to each show, which is a song called Tonight's mm. the Night, is just so good. Right. Uh. Uh, I, I really also, just jumping back a little bit, I really like the idea of Little Mac being an absolute shit heel in victory <laughs> and just <laughs> jumping the guy that he already beat mm -hmm. in alleyways just for the hell right? of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's just what you gotta do. <laughs> well, you do... Yeah, you do what There's you gotta no do. Reason. There's no reason for him to do that. He just wants to beat him up. <laughs> it's called being a it's, heel. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> gotta build that heat, brother. Well, exactly. So good. so good. Speaking of Little Mac, he, he did eventually win the world title from Kratos 
from God of War during this time. Mm-hmm. But okay. then he immediately yeah. ended up losing it to Proto Man, uh, who's a terrible wrestler and oh. robot. Mm. And like there was other like little mini storylines going on around here. Like um, there was Ash Ketchum trying to be the best there ever was and constantly losing. Uh, there was Woody from Toy Story who basically just existed to be in cutscenes to implore people to play with their toys. <laughs> super creepy. Oh, yes. Yeah, he was. Although it's like the Woody creative wrestler, oddly enough, is one of the best creative wrestlers in all of WWE oh, for sure. 13. It's, it's on model. It's just like, I don't like seeing him in the same ring with a realistic looking person. Oh, he has the best turn in, in season three. We're not going to get to it, but my yes. God. But yeah. It was clear this feud though was getting dangerous because it had to be and it had to be squashed because they were just constantly, constantly beating each other up. So on December nineteenth, twenty twelve, it was decided that an Inferno Iron Man match would be held to determine who truly was the best wrestler. <laughs> Which an Inferno match is when the flame like ring is surrounded by flames. You, you'll see one later, but okay. in an otherwise fair match, Little Mac actually prevailed, and it was clear he didn't need corporate help to be a great wrestler. Baz, however, wasn't done. He threw Mac a steel chair to finish <laughs> off the red cyclone. But little Mac had enough. He threw the chair at McMahon, picked up Zangief, and shook his hand, ending the feud. Damn. Oh, man. What a good, what a feel-good ending. Right? Yeah. What a feel-good ending. Unfortunately for little Mac, though, it was a mistake. As I <laughs> cue up this next clip. <laughs> This one's going to be familiar to a lot of people, just in general tone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no! No! My God, he's broken in half! Little Mac been hit by that car! So, did anyone get the license plate? Who's that assailant? Little Mac, oh my, he's oh, it's, dead. It's never that funny. That's the end of the show. <laughs> it's never not funny when that happens. It's never not funny. That 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 boxer, that video game boxer, just got mowed down by a vehicle because he shook hands with a Russian bear. Yes, wrestler. he did. He he went against the corporation. The corporation was going to get him. This is a dark day for the VGCW. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is a dark day for all. Yeah. Of us. So so describe what happened at home. Walking to his car in a parking lot, a black Lincoln Town car plows the little Mac, sending him to the ground and later to the hospital for weeks. However, it's not shown on screen, but one person was around to witness what happened. Luigi, a wrestler of very little renown, who was in a tag team with his brother Mario. He then all of a sudden quickly disappeared, and nobody knows where he went. And this leads to season two. Turnabout turnbuckle. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, it's so good. It is so, so good. So, this season starts with a mystery clearly afoot. And who better to solve this mystery than a bad lawyer? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, on January 1st, 2013, Phoenix Wright calls out Bass, reasoning that of all people around, he had the most reason to have a little Mac run down. So Bass comes down to the ring and just calls him an idiot, telling him he has no time for this nonsense because he has a wrestling company to, well, run. However, shortly after this, Phoenix is found knocked out by security from a probably brutal assault. However, later Baz is overheard talking to somebody that looks very mysterious. And he's he's uh, seen by this, uh, basically Napa is the one who sees him talking to this person called Mr. L 
A mustachioed plumber wearing oh. green and black. Now, nobody knows who Mr. L is. He just came out of nowhere. Doesn't bear resemblance yeah, right, to anybody. Right. And, like, Twitch chat was going crazy. Like, wait, who's Mr. L? Who can Mr. L be? <laughs> I really appreciate Twitch chat just being all in on the bit. Right? They were... The, the, the chat was one of the best parts of EDCW. To be oh, it honest. really was? Just, who is yeah. that green plumber we've never seen before? <laughs> who could he be? <laughs> yeah, so, like, on the very next show... He, um, Nappa confronts Phoenix with this information and begs, begs him to be a sidekick. So Phoenix, <laughs> while happy to get this information, tells Nappa he's a lawyer and a wrestler, not a superhero. And he goes to confront Basil alone, which I've watched Hulk Hogan matches. I'm not completely convinced that they aren't superheroes at times when storyline yeah, requires, right, yeah. but. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, funny thing is Phoenix actually does have, um, one of his moves is literally to Hulk Hogan Hulk up. Which, when that happens, nice. objection shows up on the screen. Nice. Yes, he, yes, good. it's it's so good. And the, 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 I, I think I remember the theme always changing too. If it I'm does, correct. yeah. To like the dun 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 dun. Like, oh, it's so good. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So this proves to be a terrible idea, though, as Wright is barely a lawyer and a crappy wrestler. So he heads out to the <laughs> ring to call out Bass, telling him he has to answer for his crimes. And here as I, I'm going to get another clip loaded up. I do appreciate that Phoenix always has to do this in full view of the public. Sure, yeah, of course. Right? Well, you know. It's wrestling. It's wrestling. You gotta. You, you, you can't know. have a conversation without a microphone to your you mouth. You cannot. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right? <laughs> Such a bad creator. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> It's like the the plain ass creator wrestler face, uh, like the most like I I get that that was the color of yep. his suit, yeah, this this bright blue, but it with just no looks texture. like yeah, the green screen blue, with no so texture. Bad, yes. I'm amazing uh, got his hair right though. Yeah, I think he's. I, I believe of. they've put horns on him. Ah, okay, is that would make sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because they definitely didn't have Phoenix right hair. Oh, definitely not. But man, like coming out to the theme, it's so good. It it's is. So good. Uh, also, a rare instance of me not cutting out the low times. So you get to experience the wonders of uh, WWE 13's low times right now. Oh, I mean, no. it's bringing back the memories. I also went to Capital Punishment. So oh, nice. I, <laughs> now I'm thinking that was a terrible pay-per-view. It was <laughs> yeah, awful. I, I, well, my, my mom lived in D.C., so I yeah, went. Why not? Oh, here we go. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I am still devoted to finding out who hit Mac. Like, why are you gesturing like that, Phoenix? Mr. <laughs> Mr. McMahon, please come to the ring. You have some explaining to do. <laughs> Ridiculous uh, already. Uh, oh, he's about to come down. What is he about to say? <laughs> I, like this was the loading t- times between every single thing is so it is. good. It's it's like uh, it's it really speaks to like the I guess it felt like I guess like underground production yeah. mm-hmm. of the whole it thing. It really works to its benefit somehow. Yeah, because because everything's obviously pre-recorded, mm-hmm. but right. like he still doesn't get rid of this, and I yeah. love it. <laughs> this is. Oh man, here he comes. Random guy in DX shirt. All right, Phoenix. 
Phoenix, get ready. Oh no! Oh, oh no! no! Oh no! It's Mr. L. Is that dastardly Mr. L? <laughs> Son of a bitch! Mr. L, I can't believe just it. Comes out of nowhere. So yeah, for those of you at home, Phoenix calls out Baz, but instead of him coming out, it ends up being Mr. L, who brutally Ugh. assaults him. Just brutally assaults him with a clothesline. I can't believe this has happened. Now he's about to be brutalized when Napa shows up and clotheslines Mr. L and saves him from certain doom. He then picks up Phoenix and they be formally become partners, forming the team Ghost Trick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So good. Uh, yes. <laughs> it, it's it's a meta. It's a real meta layer sort of name too. It is it like is, yeah. You you've got to know like what Ghost Trick is. You've got to have some vague Team Four Star yeah. reference. Yeah. Like yeah, knowledge. Like, I was like, is that a Dragon Ball a bridge trick? It, it is. Totally but is. Ghost oh, Trick yeah. reference. We may actually hear Nappa's theme sometime during this, but it was um the weird Ghost Nappa song that they did. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's so good. It's so good. Oh, that's that's excellent. So Bass now all of a sudden has made powerful enemies, and because of that, he has to assemble a team of his own. And let's get over here. Yeah, here we go. And so I got another clip to show you all. Oh boy. Oh, who's it gonna be? Oh, it's who's gonna stand up to the greatest heroes of all time, Phoenix Wright and Nappa. <laughs> 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 Oh, well, we're going to find out when this oh, limo pulls up. The, oh, it's the limo. The limo. Yeah, so when this limo comes out, Raphael. Oh, World yeah. champion Raphael. Oh, my Thank God. You. Also, that is the VC, <laughs> GCW world title. Oh, geez. Ezio from Assassin's Raphael. Creed. Okay, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Gary Oak. Yeah. And, of course, <laughs> shit heal if ever the Mr. Was L. Mr. L. <laughs> what, a, what a fucking party vehicle. Right? Like, uh, you're imagine sitting in there chilling with Raphael and Gary. Mm -hmm. and, man, what a like! It's got to be a it's good gotta time. It's got to be a good right? time. It's got to be. Yeah, so they form a team called the Boz's Elite Four. And yeah, once God. again, it consists of oh. Gary, Ezio, Torre, <laughs> Mister L, and led by the champion Raphael from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> and so throughout the season. Ridiculous. They would fight Ghost Trick and their allies on and off as they attempted to get Phoenix to drop the investigation. So, after a couple shows, uh, Phoenix calls out Baz for a third time. The man he explains what happened with Mr. L. Like, why is he attacking people backstage? Because he's not only just attacking Phoenix, but he's also attacking other people that seem to be, you know, connected with Baz in some way. Uh, this time, Napa, though, forces Baz to come out and answer Phoenix's questions. During the investigation, after a lengthy back and forth, Baz accidentally refers to Mr. L as Luigi. So, sensing that Baz knows something about the identity of Mr. L, he tries to get the information out of him. He's like, wait, so you mean, does that mean Mr. L is, and I could guess this. Yeah, is the, is the implication that Mr. L is Luigi? Is that yeah, what you're saying here? Yeah, but unfortunately he screws up and he guesses somebody else. <laughs> and so Baz insults Phoenix and leaves. <laughs> Oh. Meanwhile, though, Nappa has a plan of his own. He's going to beat up Mr. L. Which he cool. does in a wrestling match. Like, he actually explains this all while he's, like, playing cards, just randomly backstage with um, him, Phoenix, and Vegeta. Who, okay, Vegeta yeah. at this point is in his Batman stage. Like, originally he was, like, in his, like, kind of, like, normal attire and whatnot you'd see in Dragon Ball Z. But since he had lost right, so many right, times, right. he was now wearing the pink Batman shirt. The 
the yeah. Pink and he comes out to the song "Bad Man," which is really good. 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 <laughs> oh, as an aside, just Vegeta has a really fun arc where he does actually like eventually win a match, and when he does, like I, f- I forget what R. Kelly song like plays out. Like, and it's just, like, so good. Like, it's, like, an actual emotional moment. Because you're like, Vegeta, you finally won. It's great. You did it. Yay. But, yeah. So, he goes out there. He beats up Mr. L. And doesn't bother to question him. <laughs> but he does beat him up. So, he's really impressed with his win. And he decides to lord it over Phoenix Wright. And now Donkey Kong's there for some reason. Also playing cards. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, Phoenix, while annoyed about this, does have a trick up his sleeve. It turns out he had a powerful friend who could do his work for him. Solid Snake. Yes. Yeah, of course. That makes sense. Yeah. So Snake up to this point has been fighting for what he believed in, which was winning the VGCW championship from Raphael. Sure. Yeah. Just, just like the boss yeah. taught him. Yeah. Just, yeah. just like a patriot. Snake, yep. oddly enough, when he when this all first started, had a terrible looking creator wrestler. And then like halfway through mm-hmm. season two, he just got a new one. To the point that they actually like had Bass show up and be like, wow, you just look different. You, you don't look terrible anymore. That's great. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Also kind of on brand. Right? But yeah, so like he tried to fight Raphael multiple times and even had like a really great match where he was like thrown to barricades, just beaten up, but like had a great comeback, but he just wasn't able to win. And so because of that, he decides to put that on hold and decides to help out Phoenix. And so Phoenix tasks him with sneaking to Baz's office. And he does so, and what he finds in there is startling. He finds, first off, security footage of Little Mac being run over, as well as some mysterious books about hypnotism. So, Mm, with the virtuous mission of success, Snakes gives these pieces of evidence to Phoenix, (laughs) (laughs) who prepares to confront Basic Man for hopefully a final time. Now, before we get to this, I do want to just touch on another storyline that's happening here. Uh, with uh, Ash Ketchum, because Ash also ended up undergoing a new transformation where, you know, Ash was a terrible wrestler and he ended up getting a new creative wrestler mm-hmm. where he became red for Pokemon. And then okay. all of a sudden, his mission was to become the very best th- that no one ever was. And right. he was a terrible wrestler, but he basically could reverse anything. And this would lead mm-hmm. to matches where, like, if you did like a special on him, he was near the ropes, he would always escape. So he's unpinnable which led to matches where he was get absolutely messed up and he would escape, get a big comeback. And all of a sudden would just be like, he gained like a ton of popularity from that. And he actually ended up getting right. a title match because of that. Cause he collected all the badges and whatnot. So true shonen. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. He, um, he was actually my favorite wrestler because I watched, I watched <laughs> his fair. match against Wario where he basically took four of Wario's finishers and but every time he was near the rope, so he would escape. And eventually he just won. Look, look, Naruto was popular for a reason, all right? Yeah. People love to see it. I know. It, it, you just want to see the underdog win. You do. Unfortunately, if I remember correctly, he ended up running into Guile from Street Fighter, and Guile just kind of wrecked oh. him. But yeah. He, yeah. he still ended up being a mainstay because of that. And, you know, I just wanted to throw that out there because Red's great. That's fair. Yeah, Guile kind of has like an anti-shonen thing going on mm-hmm. where you you can stand up to him, but uh, there's no beating the vet. Yeah, there is not. No, there is not. So getting back to Phoenix, with the tape in hand, Phoenix finally had definitive proof that Baz had covered up the crime by silencing Luigi, who had witnessed a rundown. 
Phoenix alerted the authorities, and Baz was dragged away by the Twitch cops. However, Baz hinted at an un yet unseen layer to the case, claiming that Phoenix's actions would have unforeseen consequences. And so the chairman took one final shot as he sicked three members of its elite four on Ghost Trick and their ally, Solid Snake. So a big three-on-three -three match ensued that was absolutely unwatchable. But in the end, justice was served, <laughs> and the machinations of McMahon laid in ruin as Team Ghost Trick ended up winning. And I should say, it was, um, I believe, everybody but Mr. L was in this match. Mm -hmm. So Makes it sense. seemed, though, there was one question that was left. Who ran down Little Mac, and where was Luigi? So this question was hit by an absolutely shocking swerve when a leaked phone conversation hit the broadcast between a mysterious caller and, to the amazement of the audience, the driver of the infamous car. So the caller revealed that Mr. McMahon and Mr. L had actually been a problem to them, and promised Max Attacker that Mr. L and Phoenix would be dealt with if they continued to interfere. And the caller left the audience with a stunning revelation that he was a beloved and admired figure in VGCW who would never be suspected of collaborating <sighs> with Max Assailant. And it's led to like widespread like Ooh. confusion and like, wait, was it Gabe Newell who Ooh, did this? Because he was a wrestler. <laughs> of course, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, was it Napa? Who knows? It could be anybody. But with Baz out of the picture, Phoenix still had to figure out who Mr. L was first before he could figure that out. But the case hit a roadblock when the masked villain just began viciously assaulting random wrestlers such as Captain Falcon and Chief Arino. Like, he would just go and just attack people who had no connection, and he was just going wild. At first, Phoenix and Nappa assumed the victims were related to the case, but when low-profile and relative newcomers began to, like, be attacked and fall, they realized that something had gone very, very wrong. So Phoenix decided to take a look at the mind control book that Baz had, and, you know, he made, like, a startling discovery that he's just gone rampant. So mm, oh no. Mr. Cell Rampage was even disrupted, like, the VGCW championship itself, as Ganondorf was attacked well before his, like, long-awaited title shot against Raphael. And then even after the match, like, Mr. L ran in and beat up Raphael, who was at the time thought to be Mr. L's ally. Huh. Like, this caused, like, the rest of the Elite Four, Ganondorf and Zangief, to team up and subdue Mr. L, who still, like, almost fought all four of them off. He was just getting stronger Jeez. and stronger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this betrayal also caused the Elite Four to disintegrate. Like, they... Ezio tried to, like, pull everyone together to team up, but Gary Oak said, smell you later, and left. <laughs> the word, uh, yeah, yeah, on point. on point. So as Mr. L's rabid assaults continued, Phoenix discovered the reason for his behavior. With McMahon out of the picture, nobody was left to give mind control orders to the masked man, leaving him violent right. and crazed. <laughs> Makes sense, yeah. I get yep. that Yeah, one. right? Yep. So... Phoenix, having discovered Mr. L's true identity, left VGCW headquarters to retrieve the one man capable of restoring Mr. L's memories. <laughs> so, Nappa went out to, like, bait out Mr. L, and, like, Mr. L came out and, like, solved from behind and was about to break his leg of the chair when something amazing happened. And so, I got a couple more clips to share. All right. <laughs> All right. Are... I'm psyched. Oh, yes. And you should be, because these ones are so good. Let's see... I don't want to see Napa's leg get broken by a chair. That's going to make me sad. Yeah, that just that just sounds horrible, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Pulmonizing him. Oh, gosh. She's going to do it. Oh, my. This no. is going to be brutal. Oh, no. Oh, man. Oh, no. Oh, no. Wait, it's Mario. Oh, no. 
<laughs> this heroic music. Right? <laughs> Mario rushing to the ring, <laughs> taking out this mysterious oh, Mr. Man. L. Who knows? Oh, man. Could he be related to him some way? I don't know. I don't know. Where's Mario been this entire time? <laughs> I'm not really sure. <laughs> so this led into the finale of season two and the final match between Mr. L and Mario. And we're, we're not going to watch this entire thing, but we're going to watch it. We're going to watch a decent chunk of it so you can kind of get the emotion of it. All right. Yeah. Sure. Also, sure, sure. this was the first match I ever saw of VGCW. <laughs> <laughs> wow. like hell. What a time to yeah, come this in. Yeah, it was a hell of a thing. Right? Oh, man. Yeah, so it's an Inferno match. Which makes sense. Yeah, you know. right? Mario's... Suitably dramatic. Yeah, Mario's probably immune to fire. Yeah, he's oh, Fire well, Mario. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Yeah, all the reversals. <laughs> he just bulldogs him into the ground. My God. <laughs> I can't believe Mario's standing up to Mr. L. Right? He's a terrible wrestler. The man who's beaten so many of the VGCW's most powerful wrestlers. Right? So the plan, you have to, like, put your opponent in the fire and set them on fire to win. Which is, uh, (laughs) you know, kind of ridiculous. A little bit. I think in this game it's just a pin because they felt it was too hard to actually do that. Oh, man. (laughs) They this they track do have a is really good. These, these two do have a passing resemblance to each other. They really do. I don't know what I'm, you're talking about. Like, no, I, I don't see well, they both have hats. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that. Oh yeah, yeah. maybe they both like buy the same hats from the same hat store. Yeah, they might know the same haberdasher. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, yeah that. <laughs> the crowd holding up the sign that says YOLO. <laughs> Great, <laughs> thanks, thanks. You really helped oh, out. No. You really got. Oh, oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. That's, that's oh, just no. some jank right there. Those are the, well. That, oddly enough, that's exactly what camera cuts are like in WWE. Oh now. God, is it? Yeah. So, oh, it's awful. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> uh, oh, Mario's but, really on the ropes right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. He's still. He's still hanging. Yeah, in he's there. gonna come back. Oh. And we can hope. <laughs> yeah, this is a really good Luigi's Mansion. It remake. is. It really is. Okay, this is where it starts. Oh. This is what sold man. me on VGCW. <laughs> oh, oh, the oh, backbreaker. The <laughs> Fond memories suddenly start to return to Mr. L. <laughs> yeah, it's so silly. <laughs> oh. oh, the music's so good. Is he just. Oh, it's so good. Is, is Mario getting through to Mr. L through the power of he wrestling? Is. <laughs> That's so good. Those at home pictures of Mario and Luigi are now flashing on screen. <laughs> In time with the music drops. Oh. <laughs> this is dramatic. Yes. This was the first match I saw. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> so this match does go on for a little bit longer. So we're just going to go sure. to the end real quick. All right. Okay. But yeah, it is. it was a just absolutely epic match between the two. But unfortunately, Mr. L wins. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Which was not how this was supposed what? to happen. Also, the fire just disappears for some reason. Yeah. That makes so sense. what's going to happen, though? Mr. L is going to reign supreme. How is he going to be stopped? <laughs> Who can stop this man? <laughs> this is a dark day. Very dark day. 
Also, you can see it'll go to different cutscenes depending on the outcome of the match. I yeah. love that. Yeah, because Mario was supposed to win, but Baz made sure to put something in right. there in case he lost. <laughs> yeah. But I wonder what's going to happen. How How is Mario going to be saved? Maybe he doesn't. Maybe this is the beginning of a new era of darkness for VGCW. Maybe it is. I'm not sure that my heart can take it, honestly. I'm I'm really Mr. worried. L seems truly unstoppable now. He really he does. does. Mr. L getting those dubs. I don't understand. These low times He's are so internal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why this one's especially long. <laughs> oh. So, oh, hey, oh, it's Steve Ghost oh. Trick. I wonder how they're going to stop him. Ghost Trick. Oh, oh they're going to they're gonna yep. step on him. They're going to knock him down yeah, and step on him. Yeah, they stopped the shit out of Luigi. <laughs> All right. And then talk. And, and Mark's like, yeah. Mario's back. The best part is, like, Been when this happened, like, the, the chat was like, oh, okay, well, I guess that's one way to stop him. <laughs> yep. Okay, you have to hit him from behind and stomp on him a whole bunch. Oh. Later seasons of EGCW would have the chat archived with yeah. it. Yeah. Which is so right. good. Oh, but yeah, this leads into the final cutscenes of VGCW. So yeah, Mario ends up getting saved by a Nappa and and Phoenix right there. They end up stomping on sure. Mr. L, and with that though, this next thing happens. And I mean, and I mean, like, oh, <laughs> stop trying to resist me, Luigi. <laughs> we are with Mr. L now. Luigi no longer exists. <laughs> Yes. And then Luigi rips his way out of the ring in this fantasy world. No, how? No. Oh man. He just Luigi's got Mr. L in his Oh my god. Oh my god. Choke slam to hell. Mr. L in the hell. <laughs> Triumphant music. Right? Yeah, for those of you at home, we've cut to inside Mr. L's mind and Mr. L's speaking to Luigi, telling him that Luigi no longer exists. Only Mr. L does. Only for Luigi to crawl through the ground, grab him by the throat, and choke slam him into the opening, causing flames to spurt out and for Luigi to be reborn. <laughs> Makes sense. And then it leads to a cutscene that, a couple of cutscenes that have maybe the craziest tonal whiplash that I've ever experienced. Luigi on a stretcher being <laughs> taken away by Mario and Nappa while the Mother 3 love theme plays, which is. Yes. <laughs> sure. The thing that always just gives emotion. Yeah. <laughs> and then. Wow, just loaded for that one five second cutscene. <laughs> <Yep>. huh? <laughs> I told you. That's how it works. 15 seconds of loading for five seconds of cutscene. Yep. <laughs> These games were TH quality. I mean, pipelines exist. <laughs> this whole time Mr. L was Luigi how did you see this perfect disguise <laughs> and it plays the Donkey Kong country music is too upbeat for this yeah Mr. McMahon didn't get Luigi taken away for witnessing the car incident <laughs> also Nappa and, and Phoenix Wright are mislabeled yeah. Oh, yeah he didn't have it in him so he instead tampered with Luigi's mind and memory of course yeah for sure what do you mean he didn't have it in him <laughs> yeah he had Little Mac run down by a Lincoln. Oh, but did he, though? Oh. <laughs> it was a brilliant disguise, and that's why it took me so long to realize. <laughs> a brilliant Absolutely disguise. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Flawless. It could have been anybody, really. Uh, yeah, but seeing Mario jogged Luigi's memory and brought him back to normal. <laughs> and Mario's like, yep, yep mm -hmm. uh-huh. 
<laughs> I'm here too. And end up with that sick bird. Well, good job. <laughs> to be honest, I thought you'd never solve this mystery. Wow, rude. <laughs> it's all thanks to you. It's all thanks to you. Mario's like, waha, okay. <laughs> I'm going to train for my future title reign. The music, the music choice is really is. good. Yeah, they're playing the Super Mario 64 ending theme now. I got things to do too. See you around, guys. See you, brother. Aww. Yeah. So describe what happened in the back in the back in the locker room. Phoenix and Nappa and Mario are discussing what happened, and Phoenix points out that yeah, once he found out who uh, what was going on, he figured he had to go find Mario in order to fight Luigi and jog his memory. Because it turns out Baz kidnapped Luigi, used mind control on him because he didn't want to kill him, and then sicked him sure. on, every, on all of his enemies. And so by Mario fighting Luigi, ended up jostling his memory and brought him back to normal. And Nappa, very I, impressed, uh, says, hey, you know, yeah. didn't expect you to figure that out, but good job. <laughs> good job. I thought you sucked, <laughs> but I guess you didn't. Yeah, with that... I, um... Uh, sorry, I went to the VGCW uh wiki which is a really extensive it's a good wiki fan wiki um and i was looking at the mr l profile and it does say for his last match notes after the match mr l was quote mentally sent to hell by luigi <laughs> <laughs> mentally sent to hell that's pretty good yep. <laughs> they should do that more in real wrestling right? they really should the vgcw wiki is one of the best wikis out there it is absolutely amazing Oh my god, no, that's how you keep doing, like, pre-edited stuff in a live audience setting of WWE? This is just, like, the finisher inside their mm-hmm. minds. Exactly, exactly. Ooh, that's good. Right? Ah, there, There's nothing more painful than a stone-cold stunner to the soul, you know? Yeah, there really, really no isn't. There really, really isn't. But yeah, that is the first two seasons of VGCW. Now, I don't want to leave people hanging as far as what exactly happened with the mysterious caller and the mysterious limo driver. Yeah, I have yeah. to know. Yeah. This wasn't it will haunt This wasn't subtle until season four, which was after Dracula came back to life and took over the VGCW as general manager. Uh okay. sure. corrupting so, Woody into the process, by the way. Who was killed by Jenna. Yeah. All right. Uh yeah, just sure. yeah, throwing those yeah. out there. So what happened is that the mysterious caller was Solid Snake. Because you see, what happens in season four, Phoenix Wright and Solid Snake, and I think one other person, go back in time. (laughs) And they realize that there are, like, Snake already knows what's going on, and he realizes he has to set things up so time happens the way it's supposed to. So... They see right. Little Mac get sure. run down, or at least Snake and, and Baz di- does, and Snake's like, hey, listen, if you don't follow things exactly, time's going to explode. Here's this book on hypnotism. You need to do this. If you do this, though, you're probably going to go to jail. And Baz is like, okay, I'll do this. I got to do this because I know it's the right thing to do. It turns out that Baz was a true hero all along. Of course. <laughs> that makes sense. That tracks. A true patriot. But you're probably wondering, who's the mysterious driver? There's only one answer to this. Well, it turns out I can only guess. Phoenix was having voices in his head that were being sent to him from uh-huh. somebody. I think it might have been Snake, and he got scared and he was told get in the limo and drive off. So he does. He gets the limo and he drives away from the arena, running over Little Mac in the process. 
And then he is on the run We're... for years until season four when he shows back up and in a heel turn is like, you left me in the past. I'm going to get my revenge on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Time traveling Phoenix Wright did it. Of yes, course. Sir. Why didn't why, like the clues were the all clues there. Are all there. Yeah. It's the stupidest ending, but I love it. <laughs> It's very good. It's very good. So, there needs to be more time traveling in wrestling, right? too. So Solid Snake created all of the problems to save the timeline. Yes. Yes, he did. Yeah, right. he didn't wow. want to create a time paradox. Yep. Can't have that. <laughs> Makes sense, yeah. So yeah, VJCW under Baz would go on for a while. The Baz McMahon character was retired more or less after season two. Like, he would show up in a few cameo appearances, essentially, like in season four. Because Baz didn't really like the idea of having a self-insert. Which, yeah, I, I feel him on that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, things would just only get crazier with you know, with Dracula becoming GM, Little Mac coming back to fight him, and like having mm. it just go absolutely off the rails in ways that will probably I'll probably do another episode where we'll explore you know further seasons down the road. But for now, I think that more or less gets a gets a part of like what a VCW is all about. It's it is a incredibly janky fan project that is just serious enough, yet just winking enough. It hits mm-hmm. that right balance to be mm, chef's kiss perfect. I absolutely love it. <laughs> it's a real, it's a real emulation of the WWE's self-aware nonsense mm-hmm. combined right. with just general video game fandom. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. It, it it works really well because I mean even if you only like some games like there's probably something there for you right. that's silly like you know it, it works in that Smash Brothers way mm-hmm. you know um, but but more ridiculous because of just everything right just everything yep yeah because it just whatever it is she'll throw it in there like it doesn't matter if it's like a real person if it's Vegeta or whatnot and <laughs> like with the right. fan interaction and like how they would react to certain wrestlers you know Baz was more than happy to push whoever it was like Red gets popular so okay yeah of course we're gonna throw Red to storylines oh Ganondorf yeah. and Zane Keefe are gonna have a mutual team up sure why not yeah yeah like that. who cares and like all the different memes and different silliness combined with just how that engine runs like made it perfect Mm -hmm. unfortunately starting with wwe 14 they took out the storyline creator which is one of the reasons why baz decided to stop doing it because at a certain point you see Mm -hmm. the same glitches and have the same absolutely bad things happen he really wanted to move on like he was hoping it would come back in wwe 15 mostly because they actually promised it was going to and it just never did and then WWE video games happen. Yeah, and now they're just kind of yeah. terrible for terrible sake. Yeah, now we have WW20 or 2K20, whatever. Yeah, wherever they're at now. Just, and um, uh, no, you know what? This year, I'm sure it's going to be good. I'm sure this year is going to be good. No. I'm sure the wrestlers' faces are going to be okay this time. I'm, I'm sure the models won't just disappear. <laughs> I mean, no, I, 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 I actually kind of hope they still do. That's, that's oh, yeah. maybe one of my favorite <laughs> glitches. <laughs> but yeah, that's going to wrap up this episode about VGCW. A bit of a shorter one, but, you know, one that I really enjoyed telling the story about. And that was phenomenal. Yeah, 
There's a, there's a story to be told, perhaps the greatest story. Perhaps the greatest. And like I said, it, it kind of only gets crazier from here, and perhaps one day we'll dive into future episodes. But, you know, with that, we're, we'll probably go ahead and sign off. But uh, Matt and Alex, do you all have any final thoughts to add? I have uh, a question. Oh, yeah, hit me. If I may. Yeah, yeah. Has the WWE ever had a crossover with Mortal Kombat? Uh, oh God! Well, WCW yeah, did. WCW did. <laughs> okay, <laughs> good. Yeah, I'm they, glad they someone <laughs> did. But they, they, they had like the wrestlers appear on the Mortal Kombat TV show, the live mm-hmm. action one. Oh. But they also did have a wrestler named Glacier, yeah. who was very much Sub Zero. Yes, but then the deal fell through, so he just sort of was there for half yeah. a second. He, he was just a karate man. That's. Okay, it's it's time to revisit that idea. <laughs> For sure, yeah. There there is nothing there is no better brand synergy than WWE and Mortal Kombat. Right? It's yeah. It's pretty much just perfect. I mean, they did Scooby Doo and that was okay. Right. Sure. Exactly. Like Oh, no, the boss is mad at me. Oh, no, I have to wrestle for my family. No, what about a dark lord right? yeah. who, ra- who raises John Cena from the dead so that yeah. he fights as a revenant against the forces of good who are remaining because there is, you know, ancient lightning god and, of course, Daniel Bryan have teamed up. It's a th- you know, I'd Shit. watch that. Oh, God, Shao okay. Kahn becomes the GM of WWE. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> the, like, the opening of this writes itself, right? Like, Vince McMahon is raging around his office, yelling at some people, dropping some casual racism. <laughs> right. And then Shao Kahn just, like, shows up, just cuts his head off, and is like, now Earthrealm <laughs> will fight in the Mortal Kombat. And the rules will be I, I need I need pins. <laughs> I need, I need Vince alive for this. Someone. <laughs> I need I need Vince alive for this so he can start yelling about Outworld. I well, need to he'll, get... <laughs> he'll show up with like his head yeah. holding his head in his hands and be I need like, Vince McMahon. Oh, I can't believe this Outworld. <laughs> Listen, we've gotta win this King of the Ring tournament. Or else we're gonna merge with the other realms. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> we need to get their tape libraries. We need to buy out the Outworld. yeah no vince should absolutely continue to be a heel and just be like "Mm, how can i use this outworld (laughs) tonight you're gonna fight the tarkatan warriors oh shane son you have a demon well i have a demon and he's also a mayor (laughs) and a libertarian his name is kane great thanks great great thanks okay okay (laughs) Yeah, Mortal Kombat season of WWE. Make yes. it happen. I'm in. Someone, I'm in. I'd watch anyone, it. Anyone, please. I'm, I'll watch I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I'll pay to I'm watch sure it. I'm sure Biggie and Kofi have at least run that by Vince at least a couple of times by this point. For sure, yeah. I'm that, sure. Oh, that's yeah, an Xavier definitely. Woods idea, for sure. Yeah, that's true. That's super true. Yeah. Uh, Matt, you have any other final thoughts? Um, I'm, I'm you know, uh, looking forward to... Like, you know, like, I want to go back and look at this again, look at the other seasons, just because of just the weird, I don't know, (laughs) like, imagination behind a lot Mm -hmm. of it. I mean, honestly, I can sum it down to, here's how I sold VGCW to people. I was like, oh, yeah, there's a season called WrestleVania. Yes. Yeah, oh, the theme remix <laughs> yeah, that would have sold the me. Tonight Tonight remix of Castlevania theme was so good. Yes, 
I'm like it's 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 about Dracula taking over wrestling. It's mm-hmm. fine. You'll love it. And yeah, uh, I, no, that, honestly, that that sells me yep. right there. And it ends in a casket match. Just just yes. the word the Good. word WrestleMania in and of itself is enough mm-hmm. for me. And yeah. like it's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's I miss VGCW. I but I'm I think it ended when it probably should have yeah. ended. And uh, I don't know. It's 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 morally a good force in this world. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Well, then that's going to do it for us here today. Uh, once again, if you want to find additional episodes of this podcast, you can find them at ftp.podbean.com or you can search for Falling Through Potholes on Apple Play or, or Google Play and Apple Podcasts or on YouTube. And of course, uh, you can find Matt at, cartri- at twitch.tv slash cartridgeblowers. And mm-hmm. as well as on Twitter as well. And of course you have a, and I, I apologize. The name of your podcast is slipping my mind. If you want to just plug that one more yeah, time. So I'm, I'm on Twitter at cart underscore blowers. Uh, and then my uh, audio podcast stuff weekly, where we do a different podcast name every single week uh, is uh, you can find it at stuffweekly.com or normally on all of your normal podcatchers. Uh, I listen on Spotify. So it's on Spotify. Sweet, sweet. Well, with that, thank you so much for joining us, everybody. And thank you, Matt, for joining us on this very special episode. And I... Happy to be here. Happy to have you. And with that, take care, everybody. Take care. Take care. Spike your hair. Spike your hair.